0: Uh, dear host, our friend from Marine Thai Industry, good morning. It gives me great pleasure to join the Hong Kong Marine Thai Week 2019 and this Marine Thai Forum. On behalf of the Merchant Navy of the Guild Hong Kong and Amagami Union of Seafarers Hong Kong, I have great honor to be here today to meet with all leaders and professionals from the industry. When I attend a Marine Thai conference last year in Samsung, I have raised the question about reasons for shortage of Chinese ratings. This happens only a few years after we have the observation about the surplus of Chinese ratings and shortage of Chinese officers. The drastic change is all about policy, how a government and industrial Players create the environment determine the employment condition of the industry. As at early June this year, the Hong Kong SAR shipping register surpassed the one hundred twenty-eight million gross tonnage, remain as the fourth largest ship register in the world, more than fifty two thousand crews serving on board Hong Kong registered vessels and sixty four percent of them. About 33,000 are Chinese crew. Therefore, we are talking about the connected situation in Hong Kong maritime industry, as it is in the mainland China. The direction of manpower development, therefore, should not only be catered for the lead of the Chinese global trade, and also should in comply with national strategy of economy. In particular, the Bell and Road Initiative and of the national interest as a whole. Seafarer positioning in the industry is experienced a paradigm shift from labor intensive to become the target for cost cutting. And now all of us are at the crossroad. Either speed up for replacement by automation processes or to attract and transform seafarers as the pool of talents and driving force for sustainable development. MNOG and AUS, as representing the rights of seafarers, believe that only by improving the working condition of seafarers and by securing sufficient training opportunities for seafarers and potential seafarers can help to attract the young people to enter and engage to the industry. In the past few years, unions have implemented the policy of rejuvenation, bringing in many new ideas and practices. Today, the two unions step up with a broader perspective, working hard on, but not limited to intervene to employment dispute which will be further introduced by uh, Leon Knight, our young executive council member. Also, we talk initiative to participate and support of the Seafarers Humanitarian Assistance at Hong Kong Mutual Assistance Fund and caring of training issues in the early stage, including funding the Maritime Seafarer Training Institute for preparation courses, and set up and coordinate the Hong Kong Maritime Scholarship Fund, which will be presented by our Guild Administrator uh, Kitty Chen, For greater details, as we are living in the network era, we shall catch up with this new communication mode by all means. This year, MNOG and AUS have established a new Seafarer Service Center in Khoai-chong, not only to provide a service and natural space for seafarers state in Hong Kong, but also a platform in achieving the genuine connection with the seafarers. And we will have Doris Sin to explain more on the idea of the setup of the Hong Kong International Seafarer Service Center. Today, we have both representatives from government and ship owners and, of course, our unions. When we will stick together, we will make this puzzle of marine thai industry complete. Only healthy development of marine professionals can make the industry strong. Only we have the manpower pool can make Hong Kong marine thai industry fit into the country's macroeconomic strategy. Recent years, everyone mentioned about the Belt and Road Initiative, how Hong Kong, as a decade-long important logistics hub, can grow along this Belt and Road Initiative and benefit from it. On the contrary, how can we benefit from the national-led global policy if we do not even have the sufficient pool of tenants and professionals in our own place. Uh, We have to think about how to encourage people to work as seafarers and encourage them to love their jobs, willing and able to equip themselves as professionals, qualify human resources to the industry, achieve what we can achieve, To make seafarers' jobs be attractive to them as how we were attracted by this industry in the past. Challenging competitive salary in compared to short based jobs, able to travel around different countries, skill equipped, etc. We need to work hard to recreate all these pulling factors to our new generation. We care about sea ferrous current working conditions, and we also care about sea ferrous future. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Captain Jong And also, thank you, Captain Link, to invite us to come here for the good forum, because this is a good chance for us to have uh, the time here to, to meet all the ship owner and the government here to share what we are doing. And today our topic would be on the seafarer careers, welfare, education and training. I think this is not only the concern from the union side, I think only the quite interest for the ship owner and the ship management on this topic. So first of all, uh, maybe we we start from Kitty. So uh, Kitty, you know, nowadays in Hong Kong, we do not actually in Hong Kong, we do not have too much ocean going seafarer. The situation not only affecting the Hong Kong shipping company, but also affecting the maritime union. Because everyone will know if there is no union member, there will be no union. So what is your union is doing to change this situation?
2: Thank you, Jason. For the past several years, there have been a marked decline in qualified offices in Hong Kong and implying a decreasing numbers of foreign-going seafarers as well as union members. The more recently to the trend of reducing manpower in the industry, which have been studied and analysed by many researchers and institutions. Despite all the personal and family reasons, we can see the most pushing factor for the seafarers not willing to work on board is the difficulties for them to be qualified and to be promoted to a higher rank, which allow them to get a more decent pay for their work and life. To prolong the number of years that seafarers willing to spend at sea and their subsequent retention is therefore an important issue that requires further attention. Without a doubt, training for on-the-job seafarers is important to improve this situation. Other than that, if we focus on the direction of sustainable development and the supply of manpower, we can see the importance of pre-sea training. What is the most critical reasons for people, especially youngest, to choose a career at sea today? A ship is a unique working environment. Seafarer is an ideal job for young people seeking for something exciting and different. Also, it is a well-paid and a stable career in the long run, which is very significant pulling factor for them to work on board. To encourage and support these young people to qualify to work on board, the Hong Kong Maritime Mutual Assistance Fund and Scholarship Fund, which operate by Hong Kong Maritime Ship Owners owners and Unions as established in 2014, the ship owners make contribution to the fund when signing the Hong Kong
1: CBA. Oh, good to hear that there is two funding from the union. So can you tell us how these two funding benefit to the shipping industry?
2: Actually, the scholarship fund aim to first assist the students study in Hong Kong maritime institutions and second, to provide uh, training support for seafarers working on board vessels covered by Hong Kong CBA. And third, to reimburse the Hong Kong maritime employers for the cost of training initiated by them and in order to improve the overall quality of seafarers employed in the vessels covered by Hong Kong CBA. Uh, through the Hong Kong Maritime Scholarship Fund, students can have direct subsidies from the fund for their study in maritime-related subjects and basic training courses. In the past years, more than 436 individual students and seafarers were benefit from the fund. The subsidies not only helping those students in MSTI and universities to obtain their basic qualifications to get on board, but also allow them to get their qualifications for higher rank through their seafarer career. In the past five years, the fund has spent more than nine million to subsidize the training for maritime students and individual seafarers, and spent over three million for employers' training. Other than the scholarship fund, the other part of the trust, which is the Hong Kong Mutual Assistance Fund, aimed at provide monetary assistance to the seafarer, working on board vessels with Hong Kong CBA, or vessels sent in the port of Hong Kong in time of emergency and distress. The Mutual Assistance Fund has also provided assistance to charitable organizations, like subsidizing the Mariners Cup for the maintenance and operation costs for the launch day spray for the past four years. With the more advanced technology to operate the ship nowadays, harsh weather and extreme conditions in a worst scenario still can endanger the life of seafarers and threaten the source of income for, their, uh, for the seafarer's family. A good example to show the power of the fund was in 2017, the disaster of the Hong Kong-fed cargo vessel Emerald Star sank in the Philippine Sea, 11 crew were missing. The fund provided immediate financial assistance to the missing crew's family to help them to tide over the difficulties.
1: Thank you, Kitty. I still remember the case of Emerald Star. It's a good example how the funding helping the seafarer. OK, How uh, Leon, uh, as I, I know you are the youngest council member for the union, can you tell us what is the main concern for your union? OK, thank you, Jason.
3: Good afternoon, my name is Leon. I'm glad to have an opportunity to share our union's concern. Actually, our unions uh, have the one's ultimate goal is to focus on the labor's human issue. As the Captain Chung mentioned that our inherent duty is to fight and secure for the human's rights. And also, one other important thing is balance the rights and benefits between the ship owners and also the employees. Um, For this, in the marine industry, our activities is uh, focusing on several impacts. For example, the working condition, the living standard, the environmental health, and also safety and job security. Mm. So I heard you
1: talking about uh, protecting the seafarers' right. So how your union is doing to achieve
3: this objective? Um, actually, our unions are uh, protect the seafarers in surface impact. First of all, to protect them and ensure them to receive uh, the proper rights uh, wages, we have the Co- Hong Kong Collective Bargaining Agreement to list out the standard wages terms, and conditions for the seafarers servicing on board. We also joined the International Bargaining Forum to discuss and uh, um, I cannot say argue, it's just like discuss and talk about the standard wages for the seafarers in the, at the regular internal flow. Because uh, each time when we discuss this topic, uh, we will focusing on the economic change, the society change, and also the change of marine industry. Secondly, some people may think that uh, how can we ensure all the crews uh, to receive the proper rights, proper wages, and also the benefits. Uh, firstly, we have uh, our union, we have the, uh, with the ITF inspector for the ship visit. The ship visit uh, is focusing on uh, to take care of the crews uh, and previously, we handle various cases, for example, the crew, uh, salary claims, and also the humanity of the sea flares. Uh, of the seafarers uh, in the abandoned ship and also some other disputes. Some people may think that it's difficult to ensure all the crews to cover and receive their proper rights. Um, but uh, I can say that uh, mostly when we uh, visit to the ships, uh, we will tell them the information, updated knowledge and the regulation to tell them what's their rights and what's their benefits they have. And besides, we will also promote our unions, just like that if they have any problems and any question and maybe find some difficulties or unfair treatments they can directly contact to us. Besides for the seafarers we are also uh, focusing on do the research and studies. As already know that the um, world is changing economy technology and also the marine industry is keep developing. Uh, as uh, in the previous sector, we also hear that the automation of the ship is also a, a very hot topic. How the impact to the seafarers and how it's changed to the marine industry is very important. As a result, uh, we have many studies and also uh, many research uh, to focusing on this type of impact so that we prepare a lot of information and knowledge to help the crews in the future. Lastly, I would like to say that our union, uh, uh, we try our best at present, and we'll do more and b- better in the future to uh, focusing on the marine industry change. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Leon. This is very good to, to learn that your union is not only uh, protecting the seafarer right, but also doing a lot of different ways for this industry. Actually, the union, I think, uh, not only the counterparty with the ship owner. Actually, we have partner, more than a partner, or cooperation with the ship owner, together to pro- protect the seafarers' way. So now uh, we go to Doris. So Doris, uh, we know that uh, recently the International Seafarers Service Center is open. So, as I know, this is a new centre, it's supported by the ITF and these two unions. Can you tell us why the union wants to set up the new CFA centre to provide the service to CFA?,
4: Okay, thank you. Uh, actually, this question uh, is divided into two parts. I think uh, during the process of uh, establishment, the first question, Uh, is more frequently being asked than the latter one. So the first question is, why union to do so? And the second question is, what the center is for? So um, actually, the first question is actually very simple, because um, according to the Title 4.4 of the Maritime Labor Convention 2006, that um, necessary welfare and services should be provided, established, or developed by either port authorities, by ship owners' organizations, seafarers' organization, and or voluntary organizations. So first, the unions have the obligation to do so. Uh, What we are trying to provide uh, is in complying with the MLC standard, we just uh, want to make sure we collect the uh, fee from our dear ship owners and from the seafarers. We will create something uh, concretely for our seafarers. And uh, second, through the uh, Surface center, we hope that this is not only a platform to provide facilities like resting, recreational, sports, or other functions for our seafarers arriving in Hong Kong, but uh, we wish this is uh, something extra, uh, which is also a place for the unions or all parties can promote the seafarer rights, no matter its terms and conditions, occupational health and safety, or even as simple as the industrial updates. Because we know that many seafarers, they don't have sufficient information they collect it during their, their, their jobs. Uh, actually, from our point of personal point of view is that all unions and all parties should pay their most effort uh, to get in touch with workers. What in particular we mean is the face-to-face uh, contact or at least some interactions. So um, we considering the working nature, the very special working nature of Seafarer, we provide the shore base, uh services amenity, we think that is a possible way uh, to serve our members, and more importantly, also to non-members. We open the door for everyone. And of course, we are more than happy, and we have the sincere wish that this is also a bridge uh, for unions, ship owners, or even government uh, for further cooperation within the industry, so um, this is the first question we can answer. And the second question is about what the centre is for. So uh, we have think this uh, in a rather multi-dimensional way, uh, apart from the necessary shore-based facilities uh, to seafarers that uh, some general seafarer center or a mariners club can provide it in general. We wish this is a platform we can extend our hands uh, to have a real access, as I mentioned before, to seafarers uh, through the center's network and in particular social media. This is a brand, I can say, a uh, seafarer center will be a brand rather than a concrete property to provide some facilities to seafarers. With, in unionist perspective, we organize seafarers both horizontally. Let's say seafarers from different countries, uh, different race, backgrounds, flagships, etc. But also vertically. Let's. Uh, We have mentioned a lot of time, Hong Kong is the busiest uh, container port and maritime hub in the world. So how about also the dockers? How about the logistic workers alongside the supply chain? How about other service center providers in different areas? So we have opened this platform to all people with all dimensions. We hope that this is all roughly to uh, explore and to develop.
1: That's good. And I think besides the promotion, here is a good chance because we have a lot of ship management here. <laughs> and your ship come to Hong Kong, you can tell your seafarer now we have a new facility here in Hong Kong. So your seafarer can, can come to the new service center to get the service. So this is a new project, Mm. so uh, can you tell more what we're doing in the coming future?
4: Okay. Uh, For the future, as I mentioned maybe three to four times, we have the keywords about open. And uh, the good thing of a newly established body is is unlimited possibilities. So uh, if possible, as Jason mentioned, this is a very treasured Time for me as ad time for a few minutes. Uh, so hello, everyone. We have an uh, international seafarer services center established in let's say uh, October this year. But we have the early development since last year in August, and uh, it is located in Quai Chung. It's about five minutes drive from the ports. So it is at the same time we are the support and at the same time it's inside the city, so it's a very special uh, centre we have established. And uh, this centre is open for all seafarers, for local and overseas, and we welcome all the ship owners and departments for any cooperation, no matter its trainings, mediations, workshops and anything. Uh, in the coming year, there is a plen- plenty of the schedule we have to catch up with. First of all, we have to concentrate on our refinement for the facilities and services. And also, we will continue to construct a platform, particularly for the social media, which is a very important social media we can access uh, for also the Chinese seafarer because we know that the social media in China is a different world, as we are here in Hong Kong or in other places. So this is a very important job for us to check into these channels. And also, we have scheduled already a couple of uh, workshops for seafarers and dockers The call workshops for different uh, sectors or say the logistic or transport sectors, we will have some uh, issues like optimization we've mentioned a couple of times before about the seafarers' well-being, no matter mentally or physically, mm-hmm. and occupational health and safety. Because we have two also before uh, issues like fatigue or some emissions of vessels impacting to workers' uh, health or something else. And also these are our priorities. Uh, last but not the least, I just want to echo what uh, Captain Zhong mentioned before in his introduction, questioning about what makes seafarer attractive in the past. So this is a question why we are setting up this center. We are trying to commit and create for an environment to let seafarers arriving really can experience Hong Kong or other ports. So that is the uh, key for why onshore-based facilities should be provided. And uh, hopefully not letting the seafarer every time, just a very, very short stay, and have no chance to receive services and assistance. We believe that, ultimately, if we are not improving the working environment, or maybe even try to subtract all the advantages to be a seafarer, then the problem of seafarer shortage will, I think, is hardly be solved, because um, this is, for us, not the cost only. This is also the investment to our uh, very valuable seafarers, no matter ratings or offices. Thank you.
1: Okay, thank you, Doris. Yeah, when talking about shortage of seafarer, this is main problem for everyone, I think. So, and beside the union here today, we are happy to have a maritime student on the panel. So, as everyone knows, in Hong Kong, it's very difficult to find a Hong Kong local people to join the seafarer. So today we have one. He would like to share some of us. Yeah. Oh, thank so, you, James. Yes, thank you, James. Okay. So, uh, went, uh after talking from the from the union, uh, as you are the young young seafarer, you will be join the ship. Can you tell us what is the main challenge for the young seafarer in Hong Kong?
5: Uh, I have heard about the expectations from the shipping companies just uh, uh half and half hours ago, and instead of talking about uh, what challenge we are going to. Uh, we are going to face uh, i will talk about how uh, the current hong kong seafarers and the uh, seafarers uh, pre-sea course will um, meet the expectations of the shipping industry so and um, actually i am now studying a seafarer program in marine navigations in the msti and to become a deck officer or a seafarer uh, we will have to complete the pre-sea courses and in hong kong uh, we have the we have two maritime program to become a deck ship crews so uh, one is the polytechnic one uh, the logistic one and the other is the msti and one is the degree and the other is the higher, dip- uh, higher diploma program and in our courses, our syllabus will cover the latest uh, international conventions and regulations, uh, including the uh, Marble IMO 2020s, um, the polar navigations, the and also the uh, latest hot topic, the autonomous ships. And in the course, uh, we are very well-trained. For example, we are required to complete the Uh, basic training, certificates uh, required by the STCWs. Uh, So we have the firefighting, uh, personal survival techniques, and also the uh, first aid courses. So uh, as far as I know, I heard from the shipping companies, the marine department, and actually we want to improve ourselves as a seafarer and the qualities of seafarers so uh, we have heard about from them that they want a higher academic qualifications so um, on this topic uh, we as a marine time students we are very willing to um, to have a marine related degree after our graduate from the msti high diploma program so um, i have asked about my classmates and they are very willing to go uh, either the top-up degree of the polytechnic universities or go overseas in Australia or England.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So is that uh, anything the union or, the, or our organization can have on this issue?
5: Uh, this is a very interesting topic. And mm. I have experienced a lot mm. from the unions. And um, back to the earlier years, uh, in 2019 I become a youth member of the MLGs and the unions and the unions provides resource and facility for the marine students very much uh, for examples we have uh, they, uh, the unions invite the experienced um, capt- captains and seafarers um, to set up a regular tutoring class mm-hmm. to solve our um, Questions uh, we uh, we encounter in the in the uh, marine courses, so we have time and space to ask questions and also to improve ourselves uh, to make ourselves more familiarized with the marine materials, and also uh, the unions provide some water sport activities, and in this summers to. Uh, January, January we have the sailing course uh, because we want to um, familiarize our, ourselves with the actual sailing conditions and situations so we uh, and I and a few of my classmates has joined the sailing level course and we have passed it and completed it and we are very eager to join the uh, next sailing course mm-hmm. okay.
1: Okay, so I hope you will be a good speaker very soon. Thank you. And thank you for sharing today. So I think we got some minute, maybe we can have some questions from the floor. Yes?
5: Hello, I'm a Captain.
1: I'm well on HSC, high speed quad. I've heard here the different code. For young seamen about the leaving and the finance. They onboard the first time and finished the one and a half years for experience. They difficult to learn of a leaving for long term exams. I want I could to ask the union how can help them to pass this period. Thank you. <coughs> Maybe Kitty?
2: Um, It is understandable that um, many seafarers after they have compete on sea time for being a cadet or other ranks They will need to take further study and um, And uh, sit for examinations to obtain higher COC and qualifications Um, They have no income for the time and at the same time the sum of expenses including the um, study fee examinations fee and living cost is uh, relatively high even with the government incentive scheme Um, The MNOG and AUS have tried um, our best to support this um, cadets and seafarers study by um, donating one million Hong Kong dollars to our MSTI to support the development of the COC preparatory courses. And uh, also the union has set up regular and free uh, tutorial class for the seafarers and students who are going to see for an exam. Um, In addition, um, uh, as mentioned before, the Hong Kong Maritime Scholarship Fund and can provide uh, the training fee reimbursement to these students which make up their part uncovered by the government.
1: Okay, so thank you, Kitty. And any more questions? Oh. So I think it's time for one listening one enough, yeah. Uh, Keith Wallace from the uh, Journal of Commerce. Hello. <laughs> um, the the, the the Government has got uh, got this program for both deck cadets and and engineering cadets, but one of the problems that it 's always that 's always existed, uh, particularly since Swa shipping china navigation moved down to Singapore, is the the problem of putting those cadets actually on board ships to get Hong Kong owners, mainland Chinese owners, to actually get those cadets on ships, to give them sea time. Mm. I was wondering what the, what, the, what the various unions are doing to, to try and facilitate that, mm. um, to encourage Hong Kong owners, mainland owners, other owners, to actually get Hong Kong cadets on board ships. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, actually, uh, for the unions, we try to um, communicate more with the ship owners to set to see if there any vacancy for their ships, so we can put the cadets uh, after graduations uh, on board the ship. Also, we have some other um, uh, organizations in Hong Kong is doing the same thing. And, um, also, by the meantime, if they um, if the student need to study for better qualifications or the basic training, um, the um, union is also here to support the student. For, um, with the um, uh, with the uh, instructor um, of our class and also the funding, as mentioned before, we'll support them financially.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think this is a good question because uh, actually in Hong Kong we don't have too much Hong Kong debt. so it's uh, the problem is quite easy to settle. So luckily we have the La Association and also the government. Uh, they. They will have the program for, for our graduation students. Every year, they will, they will have the interview for the cadet and then match them to the shipping company in Hong Kong. So And I can, I can say that uh, most of the Hong Kong cadet, uh, if they, through the, through the ship owner association, finally they can, they can get a match for the ship owner. So then we will have a ship to have their experience. I think it, And actually, the uh, government do a lot in having this issue. Yeah. Thank you. So, thank you for everyone for, for your sharing. I think it's a very good chance we have a tripartite forum here. We have a government, we have the ship owner, and also we have the union representative here. It's a good chance to, for everyone here to share. I hope in the afternoon we can continue for our good forum. So, thank you, everyone. <laughs>